Welcome in, everyone, to our Week 10 preview show brought to you by the Commissioner's Report. I'm your commissioner, Kyle Wilson, joined by... I am the landlord. Boom! Brownie yeah. Thunder here! And also, we have a very special guest in studio, Cameron Schrader. Yo, yo, yo! <laughs> he is visiting us here terrible. at camp. He doesn't really love fantasy football. He's been scarred by it in the Just past. football. Or just football, actually. He's just not a football guy. No, but no, I, I do love football. I don't love fantasy Oh, oh, just a football, football fan. Hates fantasy so football. Watches games almost never. But he's a That's great man. Football he, he knows at least three Vikings players, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, so he's hanging out with us. He might chime in here and there if we want his opinion on something, specifically about the people those more so than the teams. On those waiver pickups. Yes. We have a lot to get through on our Week 10 preview show. We got a lot going on. We're going to talk about the updated power rankings. We're going to give you our playoff projection with only four weeks left to go. And as always, we're going to give you some flexes of the week, uh, talking about who we think are going to win the matchups. But we're going to start the show with our playoff projections and our playoff talk, kind of give you uh, a quick overview of the health of the league and where we're all at Moving toward the home stretch, the last four games, this is where it's really going to shake out. So, Matthew, give us an image of where we're at with the playoff picture. How do we expect it to shake it out? Absolutely, boss. Well, in the top two spots, we have CJ and myself um, likely likely getting the first round buys. CJ's team might might just barely crawl and, and get it. So he has that big lead, though, over the other teams. And that's why we think he's going to land there. Also, very likely making the playoffs for sure would be Cy, Matt, despite Jonathan Taylor, and Chad. Um, but then also, there's this next category of Justin, Kyle, and Carter. Now, Kyle, you might say, what in the world? The guy only has three wins. But the truth is, is if Kyle wins out, the amount of points he has scored would give him the tiebreaker, assuming that the other guys don't score super high. He would actually get the tiebreaker over either Justin or Carter. Right now, we are picturing that Justin is going to make the playoffs. Spoiler alert, as far as the power rankings go, we think Justin has a very powerful team. Therefore, we think he's going to make it. It's just that he has only four wins. And so really, he can't afford a slip up here or his, his path to the playoffs is going to be quite challenging. So we do think the six will be CJ and, and Brownie Thunder, Cy and Matt and Chad and Justin. That's what we think it's going to be. For sure, we know it will not be as Eli. He's been mathematically hey. eliminated from the playoffs. Rude. The only team mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. We don't need to keep saying it. Poor guy. Jerry has that crazy luck in this league, so theoretically the guy can't be counted out, but I, I am counting him out. Um, along with Cheetah Girls and Elisha, Cheetah Girls still have a pretty pretty strong team, but they just don't have the wins to show it, so not likely making the playoffs. Yeah. It's interesting. We're outlining all of the different matchups that are going to be coming up, and there's going to be a lot of big ones with a lot of playoff implications. Um, so stay tuned to the last few weeks here and those matchups that come up. It is worth mentioning that the Cheetah Girls have more points for than me by 20, and we have the same record at 3-6. and six. So um, I think it would be unfair for me to say that like I have a chance to make the playoffs and they don't. That being said, I think it's a pipe dream that I still might make the playoffs. Like I probably have to win out to do that, and I think I have a bit better chance to do that than the Cheetah Girls, which is why. Mm-hmm. But the Cheetah Girls they are going to lose out the rest of the season because I'm going to be right. calling so, against them every single If you week. haven't caught on, it was Kyle who put himself still in the runnings. It wasn't yes. that Eli and I both thought, oh, it yeah, is, clearly Kyle has, yes. the, has the shot. I don't think that it's likely, but it is worth mentioning. I'm still well alive for my playoff hopes. So we'll see how that goes for me. Probably going to end in some heartbreak. We'll find out. 
Now, let's just jump right from there what we expect the end of season rankings to shake out like and jump to this week's power rankings, see how close we are on some of those projections. Eli, do you want to talk it. about some of the bigger movers in the power I rankings? I would love to. I would love to. All right, so starting bottom to top, uh, Peruge, uh landlord down there. I'm sorry, Jeremiah, you did fall back to spot number 11. Carter, you moved up a spot. I, I do think that Carter has all irrelevant. a little bit of potential to get up there. Especially um, when Eckler is back. Especially when Eckler is back, yeah. Which is I, hopefully this week. And honestly, Carter could move up because he doesn't. He shouldn't need to land on Hines anymore. And Hines already had a good week. And so uh, Carter definitely has the potential to shoot up a little bit. I'm not counting Carter out of the playoffs. I am definitely If I have to make a prediction, he's not in. But I think there's a reasonable shot he makes it. I, I typically have to take Kyle easily down in the power rankings, like a little <laughs> bit at a time. And so that's why that's why Carter didn't quite shoot up above Kyle quite yet. Um, yes. it's. But, I feel like I'm being boiled right now. Like I'm a frog in, a, frog in, in cold water. Yeah. And like I was put in cold water and I was up high where I should be. And then slowly you've lowered me. And like I've noticed now every just single okay week. With being an eight. No, but like every <laughs> single week, I notice you keep moving me down, and every single week, I think to myself, like that's not right. And then I keep losing, so it's like exactly. I guess that is right. It's reality. completely it's bogus. True. I just don't understand it. Exactly. It's like it feels terrible that I'm in the last yeah. spot, but it's just the truth. Um, there's not much I can do about that right now. Yeah. Um, you can do about it. True. Oh, yeah, Cameron's here. Cameron is chiming in. Cameron, you know a lot about what it's like to be on the bottom, don't you? I just know people. (laughs) You just know people. That's true. All right. Um, Spot number nine. We have South Dakota standouts. Uh, Spot. Then Head Honcho right above them. Head Honcho moved down two spots. Oh, tragic. Cheaty Girls hanging out at spot number seven. But, you know, got to keep them just out of playoff range because they're not going to win anything else this season. Um Brutal. Sorry, cheetah girls. Oh. I'm just going to keep losing. Um, really rude. I, got, I have to do that because I told them that I was always going to cheer against them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is a weird jinx thing because you guys are superstitious no, and lose. don't trust God. Uh, <laughs> spot number six. <laughs> biggest move of the week moving up is go-go power rankings. Honestly, I feel My like... Asian power you need to rankings. sing it. Do it right. Go-go power rankings. Nice. I feel like I could place... What was that? Uh, every time Matthew's That's like with terrible. a high high voice in the background, mighty Asian power rankings is what he says That's after terrible. I sing it. Um, I feel like I could play Psy anywhere between spots four and nine, and it would be an okay ranking. Um, so Psy got a big boost this week. You never um, know what he's going to do every week. That's JT worth it is the counterpart to Carter where it's like, I wanted to move him down more, but it's not quite there yet. Because JT got literally less than a qu- he was on the field for less than a quarter of the snaps uh, tonight. Yeah, quick Thursday night breakdown of that game. Jonathan Taylor's bad. Yeah, Just breakdown over. I really want him to be good, but not while he's on Matt's team. Um, I think that he will be good next year. I I, I really do. Um, spot four hanging in there is for the brand. Um, I I don't. It was mentioned already again tonight that uh, Chad's team is depreciating in value. Still, I really do not think they're that they, still depreciating. They are. If it's a constant depreciation that's going to happen, it's it's kind of like that thing oh. where tomorrow is never today. Where 
you know, it's it's always coming, but it's never here. So I think that that's where Chad's team is. No, but like, his players are depreciating. Like Ronald Jones is someone specifically who is depreciating each and every week. Plays less snaps, gets less touches. All right. All right. Mike Davis, same thing. Okay, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Uh, spot number three, moving like up two spots because of the trade. Uh, where he acquired McCaffrey is Balzo Fury. He kind of takes a hit this week, um, but he's playing against me, so is this he can pull off a win this week. That's does, just a bonus to him. Does this match the highest CJ's been in our power rankings? Did he make it up to two? No, he's. I think he started off earlier in two. Oh, okay. Um, but at maybe two, he didn't. I think I think he was in two for a long time, and then I waited until he lost to bump him down. Um, even further. Uh, spot number two, hanging out there, is Bigfoot. Same as last week. I, the Aaron Jones acquisition, I don't think it's going to move him down whatsoever. Um, he's still got a lot of power on his team, and he has really, really turned his team around. And topping off the power rankings is Browning Thunder. Boom! Still yeah, just unstoppable. Still number one. Matt, um, Matt had a couple comments in the chat tonight when we posted um, the power rankings. The very first was oof. <laughs> because he realizes that his team dropping is due to Jonathan Taylor. Um, but then the other thing that he said was he looked at Matt, Matthew's roster and, quote, I just looked at it and I don't see how he doesn't win at all. So, Matthew, you got a fan. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think that a lot of us can see that Matthew's team is quite, quite powerful right now. I am curious about the ranking of Justin and CJ because mostly because of their trade that was just made the big trade Aaron Jones Christian McCaffrey I think that Christian McCaffrey is about like if Aaron Jones is two Christian McCaffrey's like two and a half I think would you agree with that assessment of like how much better McCaffrey is than Aaron Jones when healthy Matthew or do you think that Aaron Jones is actually better like like I'm just saying that, like, if Aaron Jones is two of an average, like, two times better than an average running back. Oh, thank you. I had no clue what you were referring to, if he's a two. Well, I mean, if you just, like, use logic, like, I two no and, like, two and a half Cameron? is 0.5 bigger than two. So, like, McCaffrey's a 100%, and then Aaron Jones is, like, 80%. So, do you agree on that analysis of, like, how much better McCaffrey is, or do you disagree and think that Aaron Jones is actually the better running back between the two of them? No, I think McCaffrey is the better running back. By how much? About a circle to a square. (laughs) Your analogy after I explained makes sense. I'm just shocked that you thought we would know what you meant when you said it. I just didn't think it was that confusing. But apparently it was. I'll try to talk in simpler terms for you so you might understand it. Thanks. <laughs> Karen, question for you. Do you think that the Packers are better or the Vikings are better? Cameron, do you think the Vikings are better or the Packers are better? I think the Packers are better. All right, thanks for your analysis. That was really well said. Let's jump right into the matchups for the week then. We're going to be projecting and saying what we expect to happen. There's a lot of important matchups this week, but the one I want to jump into, let's just jump right into it. Justin Heisey, St. Peter Bigfoot, has changed his profile picture for the week to a wife beater because he's going up against the Cheetah Girls. That Justin Heisey is freaking hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad you think that he's That's funny. That's so funny. It's very funny. There's a lot of different ways that that sentence could have been interpreted. Like, that, as in referring to the wife beater, that, comma, Justin Heisey, comma, is hilarious. Or, that Justin Heisey 
is Take hilarious. Them all. Bottom line, and it could have been like a serious thing, or it could have been like incredibly I'm sure sarcastic. This is the third year in a row that he has done it. Yeah, I, I've always loved Unless, it. I think maybe Leslie just joined last year, so that oh. would make it two years in a row. The wife beater, so yeah, funny. the so wife beater game is a very important game on the season. It's less funny if you call that type of shirt an A shirt, which is something that I used to call it when I was younger. An A shirt. An A shirt. Yeah. I wouldn't just Kinda say like less funny. Guys. I just feel like it's not funny. Then there's it's, nothing yeah, funny it's, about it's it. It's less funny. Just thought I would interject that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Now that we've got that out of our system. Cameron, um, did you have something to say? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm going to talk about fantasy football on in this matchup. I think that I thought you were going to talk about twos and twos and a halves. In this matchup, I think it's very obvious that Justin's going to take the victory. I thought that before Derrick Henry only put up 12 points um tonight. Derrick Henry, he had an okay game. He's not bad. He had a lot of really decent chunk plays. The problem with Derrick Henry is he just doesn't catch passes. So if he the also they don't doesn't pass it to him. Right. So if he also doesn't break off a long touchdown run, then he's bound to have a quiet week, which is what we've seen all season. But he did get five yards per carry against a great Colts defense. I would Right, yeah, I, I said he had a great this game. Was a very, very solid game. Yeah. It just didn't have the touchdown to top it off. Right. Completely agree, which is why you're a bit disappointed for fantasy reasons. Um the player though that I think is gonna make the biggest difference in this matchup is actually gonna be Keenan Allen. I was a big Keenan Allen hater coming into this season, and I ended up drafting him in the Keeper League, and I've loved it this year. He has been great. Very, very consistent, excellent, and I don't see a reason why that will change. I think all three of the next three weeks, Christian McCaffrey's or uh, Keenan Allen is going to be great, and Justin thus is also going to be great. So that's why I'm picking Justin this week. Matthew, who do you have, and why do you pick it? Justin feels like a no-brainer to me, also chosen before the Derrick Henry thing. Um, just look at the names on his side. There's a reason he's ranked as high as he is in our power rankings. I just think he has a strong, solid team. Uh, you don't Justin, want to call anyone out? Well, just player-wise? Been plagued all season long with, with having really only one solid, reliable running back, and I think that's just still true. That never changed. For Justin's team? No, no the, girls. The, the Cheetah Girls. Oh, okay. So, and then, Eli, do you want to bring up a player and pick who you would like to win this matchup? Who you think will win this matchup? Um, I'm picking Justin to win, but I want to talk about Justin's big, biggest weakness on his team, um, and I think it's truer than just this week, and that's uh, Noah Fant. Yeah. I am probably trying to stream a tight end or trade for a tight end if I'm Justin, especially if he's looking to make a playoff run. Uh, it would be painful to make it to the playoffs only to be getting goose eggs from Noah Fan. Yeah, I was going to bring up Evan Ingram isn't very exciting, but he's had a quietly consistent year. Mm-hmm. Um, each of the last three weeks, 10, 12, and 15 points. Philadelphia is not really good Nine, against the tight ends. Target. Right, and so I think that in this situation, I would probably be picking to play Evan Ingram over Noah Fant, but it would not surprise me if Fant does have a good game. He's plenty talented, so... It's a tough situation that Justin's in for sure, but you're taking him in this matchup anyway. Oh, yeah, because okay. the Cheetah Girls aren't going to win a, re- a game the rest of the season. Yeah, easily. Easily going to be defeated every time. Is there any flexes of the week in this matchup that you guys want to stake your claim on? I do not believe that I have any. I don't. Matthew? I'd have to jump back and see, but I don't think I did either. All right. Well, if you find out otherwise, we'll come back to this game, but otherwise, let's jump on to our next matchup. Let's go right to another very... 
exciting, very close ranked game between Chad Dale for the brand against Brownie Thunder. Matthew, kind of a quiet night for you from Trey Burton, only five and a half points. Not wonderful. However, who are you picking in this matchup? Are you still picking yourself? I'm still picking myself. I was not relying on Trey Burton to be my guy. I didn't think that it would be based around him. I'm kind of happy with the five points, to be honest. You should be. And so so that's kind of a non-factor. I think I have the strength uh, with the rest of my team to carry me over Chatty. All right. I think that I, in this matchup, I'm also picking Matthew. Um, I'm not going to talk about anyone on Matthew's team, however. The reason that I'm picking Matthew is because of Chad's, we've been saying it for a long time, but because of Chad's running back situation, specifically Ronald Jones is who I wanted to bring up. He's playing Carolina, which is a great matchup. However, Ronald Jones fumbled again last week. He's falling out of favor drastically. I don't see a very bright Did outlook. Did against New Orleans? I believe so. I'm, I'm not. Maybe, maybe not. He, he dropped one, but they might have recovered it. Okay, maybe. maybe. Um, regardless, he's definitely fallen out of favor with Bruce Arians. Leonard Fournette is getting all of the work when they actually run it. And so for that reason, I think that Ronald Jones is going to have a very sad end of the season, which is one of the reasons why I think that Chad is going to limp to the playoffs and probably not be um, very impressive. Which is, And the reason I bring it up is because I wanted to claim this as one of my flexes of the week. If I were in Chad's situation, I would be playing David Montgomery over Ronald Jones. And if David Montgomery has to sit with his concussion, I would also be playing Philip Lindsay over Ronald Jones. So for sure, if I were Chad, I would have Ronald Jones on my bench. Do you guys have anything you want to chime in on that? Um, I think that Ronald Jones is going to have a good week. I, I, I agree that Bruce Arians is quick to say that if there's any reason to give the ball to Leonard Fournette instead of Ronald Jones, he jumps on it. But I think that Ronald Jones is going to have a good chance to establish something this week, and he's going to do well. All right. Time will tell. Time will tell. Do you want to stake your claim on Christian Kirk before we move I on? I do, yes. So, oh, also, you haven't picked your match or who you want in this matchup, Ed. Correct. Okay, not. go ahead. Um, so in this matchup, I'm going to go with Matthew. Um, he's got Miles Sanders back, which is a, a nice bonus. Um I think he should be happy for with the five from Trey Burton. I told Matthew as as I learned that he had Trey Burton in that there's plenty of other players that he should have streamed instead of Trey. Um, but the the flex of the week that I'm picking in this match is who Matthew already has in. That's Christian Kirk. Um, I think that Christian Kirk is going to have a really great week. He's had amazing past three weeks, um, five touchdowns in the last three weeks, and I wouldn't say that he's going to be getting five touchdowns, um, or he's not going to get two touchdowns this week, I don't think. Um, but it's within the realm of possibility. And he has Seattle next week. I think he's going to continue to be on a roll. And Christian Kirk is a really, really solid play. He's He's been, I'm guessing, one of the top five receivers in the last three weeks, that he, or last four weeks. Yeah, he's been exploding, that's for sure. Um, and it's kind of in correlation with DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm curious if they can both have a week where they both perform. Maybe we'll see it against Buffalo. Um, all right. I think the most interesting thing about you calling Christian Kirk as the flex of the week is that Matthew has a very strong bench. Um, and so for you to actually get the point on that, he's going to have to outscore the likes of Leonard Fournette, um, Curtis Samuel, who's been going crazy recently, A.J. Green, still seeing targets, I think. A.J. Green kind of has just fallen off of the radar of conversation, though, because sure. I don't think he's really relevant yeah, on your lineup. Yeah. But I think that 
in the world of football, he's still relevant. And I'm curious how you guys feel about him moving on for the rest of the season. Like, do you think that I'd if you're if in a pinch... If anyone really believes in him, let me know because I'll trade him to you. Because it's interesting. It. I think this is probably like worth hearing, though. games all season. This is... Yes, that is true. He only has two decent games. But his first half of the season schedule is substantially more difficult than his second half of the season schedule. Let me read it to you. He's got Pittsburgh, which is very good for wide receivers. Washington, that's kind of tough. But then... He has the Giants, Miami, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Houston, all top 10 matchups for the wide receiver. So I wonder if A.J. Green can be one of those guys that someone like Justin grabs and stashes and ends up walking to the championship with him. Sure, but I do not see any likelihood of me playing him over McLaurin, Woods, Kirk, even Corey Davis. Yeah, definitely. Maybe Elshon Jeffrey, if he comes back and it's clear that they use him a ton. Then Perhaps. I'd be like, oh, sweet. I would love to see Alshon Jeffrey back in relevance. Me too. Yeah, I would love to see both Alshon Jeffrey and AJ Green yeah, relevant and hopefully Alshon this entire season. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, he hasn't played yet. Yeah. Was um, he on your IR? No. I, no, he I, just I, picked, I picked, picked him up. up last week oh, okay. Or, that's what I asked. Yeah. I, I was, I oh, I thought you meant the Eagles. I was like, of course they've held him all season. I wanted to know if Matthew had him all season because I would have said that that was. A, a bold, yeah. bold uh, no, if, you, if you think that you might be someone who's going to be needing some wide receiver help down the stretch, though, I would definitely consider looking into A.J. Green. I think it's I worth agree. Or Curtis Samuel or Alshon Jeffrey. I have players for you. No, but I am just mean, like, regardless of the trade, over all of those players, my pick is A.J. Green really? over all of them. Yeah. I agree. That's interesting. Yeah. I agree. So we'll see. I'm staking my claim. I kind of hope Not that A.J. Honestly, I might pick someone like A.J. Green over – I don't want to say this too soon. Yeah, I'm picking probably A.J. Green over Robert Woods for the rest of the season potentially. Wow. Like just with the way those matchups are going to line up. I could be completely wrong. Probably will be, but that's okay. All right, let's move on to our next matchup. Let's jump to another very tightly uh, important matchup when it comes to the playoff race, I should say. That's Kogo Power Rankings. Money agent power rankings. <laughs> Against that hot firefighter. Carter. Carter right now had a great <coughs> start to the week with Naheem Hines putting up 20 and a half points. Um, but also a disappointing performance from A.J. Brown only scoring three. So those kind of balance each other out. Johnny Smith had almost 10 for Cy. All that being said, the playing field is pretty even going into this matchup. Do you want to start us off with this one, Eli? Sure. Take your pick. Um, talk about a yeah, player or two. I do have a flex of the week in this matchup that I'll get to in just a second. Um, I'll, I'll start off with my pick, though. I think that Carter is going to be winning this, mainly because of that boost from Naheem Hines that he got tonight. It really balances out what he got from A.J. Brown. Uh, A.J. Brown had one catch on four targets for 21 yards, and that... If I could have picked a flex... Oh, actually, I don't have a flex of the week. I have a, a wanting flex of the week in this one because I want to be able to say John Brown is the flex of the week, and I would have I would have put him in over A.J. Brown. Um, I would not have played A.J. Brown against the Colts. The Colts have been just lights-out defense, um, and they, they've just been making a ton, a ton of plays. And so that's why I had Corey, I have Corey Davis in the other league, and I did not play him because I just didn't trust it. And Corey Davis had a decent night against the Colts, but nothing nothing that was insane. A.J. Brown just got completely shut down. So I you're think, picking Cy in this matchup? No, I'm not. Oh. Because okay. I said Naheem Hines balanced out A.J. Brown, and I think that the rest of Carter's roster is going to be able to stay afloat 
um, oversize team. I think it's going to be a close matchup, but I think that um, Carter's going to edge him out. All right, Matthew? I'm agreeing that I'm picking Carter. Uh, I do think that's the thing. If I wouldn't feel like it was cheap, I would say that I would have picked a flex of the week in this uh, Gallup, not Gallup, I'm sorry, Galladay, um, to be played over Renfro, but I feel like, well, sure, I think anyone would pick that, right? If Galladay's out there, yeah, probably, yeah, but he's missing more practices, right so probably not going to be able to... Flex of the week, so I yeah, he's probably not going to play, so uh, better But if he plays, there. that definitely boosts size chances, for sure. Yeah, I'm actually, um, for the sake of being different, because we've been consensus for the first two matchups, I'm going to pick Sai in this one, um, and the player that I'll point to is Dalvin Cook. The man is amazing. He gets so many fantasy points, so much yardage, so many touchdowns. I think that Sai, the way that Sai's been winning all year is just monster games from two of his players. It doesn't really matter which two go off, but it always seems like Sai has two guys up over 30 or 40 points. So this week, the players I think that are most likely to do that is going to be Dalvin Cook. But then I also think it's Tyler Lockett time for him to kind of get back into what we expected from him. Um, get a little bit more consistent. So I'm expecting big games there, and for that reason, I will pick Cy in this one. Any other flexes of the week we need to talk about? I, I don't here? believe so. Do you think Dalvin Cook is going to be is going to break, I don't know, 25 points in fantasy this week, even against a tougher Bears defense? He, it is definitely a tough task. However, if I have to place my bets, I think there's more than a 60% chance that Dalvin Cook rips off a 60-plus yard touchdown. You know, so I think because of that, he's still going to be able to have a big day. I think that if you sit down and you watch the Bears-Vikings game, you're probably not going to say to yourself, wow, Delvin Cook is just tearing it up out there. He's probably, it's going to be slow going. I bet a lot of chunk plays. Yeah. But I think at the end of the game, when you look at his stat line, you're going to say, holy cow, he got 25 points. That's kind of crazy. I mean, even when you look at Naheem Hines' stat line tonight, he only had 115 yards. It's those two touchdowns that really got him up there. And I think Dalvin Cook's just as likely to do it. So, any other thoughts? Any other flexes of the week we need to talk about in this matchup? I think we're all good to go there. Someone stop me if we're not. Oh, maybe Chris Carson's worth mentioning. Um, potential that he could play. Also, Austin Eckler coming back. So, when both of those things happen, Carter's team's going to get significantly better, which is why we mentioned that he still is in the running for the playoffs However, I think this week is a huge week for Carter when it comes to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I almost moved Carter further up in power rankings when I looked back at his score from last week and then realized that it was all deception because he had Jacoby Myers in. And, mm -hmm. and his luckier than lucky so move. It's pretty crazy. It was a desperation oh, play that scored him 30 points. Sometimes when you're good, you're good. All right, let's jump to our next matchup. Um one of the more interesting games, just because it's a top-bottom matchup, not because it's actually two good teams going against each other. Hey. It's the Landlord going up against Balls of Fury, CJ Fury. Both of them right now are projected for only 111 points, so it's looking like it's going to be a stinker out there. Matthew, start this one off. Who do you think is going to pull this one out, and who do you think is going to be the biggest reason for that result? Well, I'm going to give this one to Eli. Mostly because I feel like, what does it really hurt to give you a win? Yeah! <laughs> prediction for him. To say, say like, oh, stars could align. Um, CJ's luck has been through the roof this season. Um, and I th think he's going to squeak by on this one as well. I, I think it was a smart choice, what he did, 
to give up Aaron Jones to take McCaffrey right now when he's going up against, sorry, the little weakling of the landlord, Eli, to say like, hey, I could, I could do this. Plus, if Eli does get a win over CJ, that doesn't really impact playoff implications. And so CJ's instead gonna gonna pull out McCaffrey when he has playoff implications. I think it was it was a smooth play, it was a right play. I just am hopeful that his luck doesn't get him through this week that Eli can can take him down. Yeah, I can't let this slide though. Eli might be little, but he is not weak. He works out. Thank you. Oh, I okay. see it. Gotcha. I'm he sorry, does I was it. referring to a fantasy. Oh, okay. Um my team is pretty normal sized in fantasy. In this matchup, I'm picking CJ. Just because he has a lot more star power out there. Not that I think Adam Thielen's going to be great and have this awesome game, but I definitely would want Adam Thielen over Jarvis Landry. And the specific player that I think is going to make the biggest difference is DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's a get-right game for DeAndre Hopkins against a soft Buffalo pass defense. Um, I think Josh Allen can tear it up. We were just watching that game today, and he looked amazing against the Seahawks. So that's my pick there. But... Uh, I, I have one more thing to talk about, but first I'll let you talk, uh, Eli, to make your projection and talk about a couple players. Go sure. Ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm for sure taking myself in this one. Um, I I believe that uh, CJ's team is the what's the opposite of firing all, on all cylinders uh, with McCaffrey being out, watering David Johnson, all the potted plants. Yep. <laughs> uh, David Johnson has the potential to be sitting out. He's pretty. He's. I'd say on the doubtful side, but not quite doubtful yet. Yeah, concussed. Um, Chark isn't guaranteed, and um, Hawkinson, I'm guessing, will play. But he, he ooh, has a toe injury, so we know how those go. Um, so I think, that, I think that CJ's team could have a ton of people sitting out, and he doesn't have great depth on his bench right now to recover from that. Um, so I'm, I'm, liking, I'm liking the possibility of the upset here to give myself one, one feel-good win. On the season. Speaking of his bench, I did actually choose MVS over Chark this week for my one of my two flexes of the week. MVS over Chark. Yep, I was gonna bring that up. And also I have a flex of the week in this matchup, Nick Chubb over Zach Moss. Just kidding. I really can't choose that. But Nick Chubb, it's worth mentioning, Nick Chubb is coming back off of the IR. Most likely he's been practicing all week. He shedded his knee brace today. So it looks like Nick Chubb's going to be firing on all cylinders, opposite of CJ's team. So if that happens, I think I would like to tilt back toward Eli winning this game. But if Nick Chubb has to miss one more week, I'm picking CJ. Anyone else in this matchup that we need to talk about before we move on? Oh, did you now that my team is in the state that it is, right. I'm really happy that I picked up Darnell Mooney because he's been a player that I've watched all season, and I've really liked watching, and I think that he's got a lot of potential. Um, and he's been seeing more and more of the field. So I was just, I was happy to be able to throw that bench spot towards him and say, hey man, you deserve your roster percentage in Sleeper to bump up just that littlest bit. That's really interesting to me because I didn't know you felt this way about him. And week after week, I would go and look at his scores because every time I'd see a play, I'm like, man, he's good. He's good. And then I'd look he at his good. scores, his fantasy scores, and I'd be like, oh, meh. But, man, I, yeah. I'm glad to know you feel this way because yeah. I think this all the time, and, and I'm always he, checking out his scores. He, Cam, how do you feel about him? You know, I think he seems, he seems nice. He is nice, yeah, that's true. He's a very true. nice man. <laughs> he, just, uh, wait, I was supposed to comment on the people, not the football. Right? Yes, just the people, because you know people. You're uh-huh. a good people guy. <laughs> yeah. Throughout the season, even, even not just recently, throughout the season, when there's bigger plays to be had, Darnell Mooney is somewhere in, in, in the picture. 
whether he was one of the deep receivers or whether he was one of the the primary routes that was run, he he is out there and he's in. He is uh, in a jersey. Like when we agree, he Eli wears shoulder pads and he's running some routes. He's out there for sure. I like him. He's out there. Darnell All right, let's jump to our next matchup. Um, I'll save the stinker, the projected stinker of the week for our last game. So let's jump to the league official versus the fantasy football team because Matt has shed all allegiance with Jonathan Taylor. He's I don't know officially if that's quite true. He's on his bench. He yeah, on the bench. yeah, but last week he, he got benched. About... This week he like disowned him. Now <laughs> he just keeps him on the bench because he's like, yeah, you can stay on my bench just so you can look at what you used to be a part of. He did of. talk <laughs> about dropping him from his team this yeah. week in the chat. So JT is not equal to worth it. Officially. He only has he only has nine opportunities. Like he played a whole football game and he only got nine chances to do something with the ball. That is not a lot it's for a second round during pick. That bye week, I tell you, his his season was over after the Colts bye. That um, that question, being said, question for you: oh. In a standard league, who would you rather have had on your team from start of season until now, Kenyon Drake or Jonathan Taylor? Drake. Because when he was injured, I knew to put him to pasture so I could have him on my bench a whole bunch. Jonathan Taylor, I might be like hoping each week, you know, that he's going to do well and he doesn't. But for the first first six weeks, he had an RB2 performance. Yeah, but I would have had to start Jonathan Taylor and I wouldn't have been pleased with that. I would have been annoyed and upset. The same way I was with Kenyon Drake, but like you said, Matthew, like at least Kenyon Drake lets you know some of those games not to play him. So, so yeah, I would agree with that take there. Um, Being a victim of Kenyon Drake, I would rather have because Jonathan Taylor had three weeks where he scored single digit points, at least recently. Kenyon Drake that happened multiple times throughout those weeks, and so it was so so much more sporadic. I would have rather had Jonathan Taylor so I could have played him consistent, consistently, and then when he started to suck, I would have been like, okay, you're gone. See you later. Yeah. But, but Kenny Drake, like it, I couldn't have not started him. After the six weeks that he had, how long does it take for you to be like, oh, this wasn't an off week. This is what it is. This is where we're but at. But I'm not, I'm not benching a player after they're scoring 15 points. Right, but I'm saying, like, how long would it have taken? So he has his great six weeks, then there's the bye week. So then he has a junky week after the bye. Sure. Would you immediately be like, oh, then you're sitting, man? Because it wouldn't seem to make sense to sit someone after one dud week after such a decent season. I, pr- so, I would have benched him against Baltimore because that's a bad matchup. And you, he wasn't doing well. Yeah, but you're also... And then the, I'm also benching him against Tennessee because he's still not doing well. So then I'm only victimized by him one time. You're also the kind of fantasy manager, though, that would have had Joe Mixon on your bench when he scored 45. Like, that's that seems to happen to you a lot because... You're more on the edge. Hasn't happened to me this season because all my players right. are injured. Because all your players are just bad instead. But like injured. I think that <laughs> like when it comes to me thinking about the two of you and your fantasy football strategies, Eli is much more likely to end up with good scores on his bench, and Matthew's much more likely to end up with bad scores in his starting lineup, just because of your strategies and how you like See, to stay loyal that, to play. Because I played Kenyon Drake. Every week. Well, yeah, yeah, but you you were also playing Chase Edmonds in those same weeks because that's For how bad your team was. Two of them, right? Because that's how bad my team was. Right. Not so because, not, because not because you because wanted I didn't to believe in them, but I was like, that's the path to victory. 
So it, right. it wasn't just, oh, he's doing poorly, so I'm going to bench him. I, I never benched Kenyon Drake. Yeah, but you wanted to. I would have loved to, right. but I knew that right. I couldn't because of that ceiling. Yeah, well, I think the reason that you couldn't bench him is just because you didn't have other options. It's not like you were like, man, I want to bench you, but you're just too good. I can't, I can't put you on my bench. It's like, wow, I really want to bench you, but I also do not want to play Tony Pollard or like something like that. Sure. That's I just don't think seems. that that situation arrives very often with running backs. Yeah. Unless um, you are a person like you who has eight rookies on your bench. Always pick up all the running backs. Um, on Matt's team, though, getting back on track here, on Matt's side of the ball, we said that he was likely to make the playoffs, which is true, but not because his team is amazing. Mostly because his schedule is kind of a cakewalk toward that. If, I, if I'm remembering right, maybe I'm misremembering. Matthew, could you vet this quick? But Matt's team doesn't like jump out at me and say, like, ooh, I'm a contender, I'm going to be scary, aside from a handful of players, those players being Russell Wilson, Michael Thomas, and occasionally James Robinson. But my opinion of Matt's team is that he's going to make the playoffs, but I don't think he's going to make much noise. Do you guys agree with that statement, or do you disagree? Do you think that Matt is more of the real deal than I'm making him out to be? No, I'm I'm probably towards Matt makes the playoffs, and I I think he could even make it in like in spot three or four. I don't think he's gonna necessarily squeak in, but yeah, I I don't picture Matt as being the. He doesn't have enough firepower to, to take home the win here. To actually um, contend. I would I would say I don't agree with Kyle, and I know he was just trying to recollect, but I don't think Matt has a cakewalk at all. Into did you did you look at him? Going, yeah, he's going up against the same people who are vying for those. You know, the, the middle of the road. So his pass that not any easier than that same pack who are all playing each other. Um, I think it's why why we chose him. Why I think that he'll be in there is because he is the game up on on that pack of people. He has five, and he has a decent amount of points where it would look like he would have a tiebreaker over over most of them, and that's why I think he's going to get in over that because I think that he'll win some of his remaining games. But do you think he's a real contender for the championship? I don't think it's likely. Okay. Um, so in this matchup, I think that it's probably a consensus for you guys, but I'll, I'll let you just go ahead and pick. You can pick and talk about anyone that we didn't talk about that you still want to talk about. Yeah, it's going to be Matt in this one. All right. um, anyone Mark else you Andrews, want to bring up? Not a good fantasy player. Oh, he's been very disappointing. Like but he's a good guy. <laughs> right, but Cam? Cam? Cameron, what do, you, what, do you think about, what do you think about Mark Andrews? Go. What? He's All right. literally sleeping. Literally. Sorry, sorry you're asleep. What sorry. I think is interesting is I just looked up uh, Mark Andrews' player card, and he's the tight end number nine. It's because of what, two weeks. Right. Whereas, like, the other – what tight end was I just talking about earlier? TJ Hawkinson? No. I said this player is surprisingly consistent. I wasn't a tight end, I don't think. I think it was, but that's okay. The, the point that I'm trying to make is that even though it seems like Mark Andrews is pretty usable. Ingram, Ingram. Yeah, Evan Ingram. Oh, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is the tight end 10, and Mark Andrews is the tight end 9. So they're very, very similar. However, Ingram doesn't have like a single game over 20. And Mark Andrews, the only reason he's up there is because he has three games over 17. Like the rest of Mark Andrews' weeks have all been very, very disappointing. So. That's what you're going to get with someone like Mark Andrews, though. He's very touchdown-dependent, very big play-dependent. Uh, he's that kind of a tight end. I would say, like, Mark Andrews compares more so to George Kittle, and Darren Waller compares closer to Travis Kelsey in the types of tight ends they are. Um, but, yeah, it's been a very disappointing year for, 
for Mark Andrews. In this matchup, I'm going to actually pick... I'll pick Matt, too. I just don't think I'm going to be able to win with Calvin Ridley on bye week and Hayden Hurst on bye week, and it's just not good. A couple injuries. Tough matchups. I don't think I'm going to be able to pull it out. It would be very hard for me, but I could still make the playoffs if I lose this week and then win out. But I don't think it's likely. However, a lot of it hinges on some of these game-time decisions, like if Chris Carson sits again and DJ Dallas gets to play. Matthew, who do you have? And why Matt do you didn't have to think too hard about it. I really think Matt's right. going to take this Make one. me feel bad about myself. Thanks. Nope. All right. It's about his team now. Yeah, Matt's going to win. Yeah, make me feel bad about myself. Thanks. All right. Your team Let's has one good player on it. Who is it? <laughs> Herbert? Oh. Herbert's, Herbert's pretty good. Herbert's too. been going crazy. <laughs> also, I found out that Herbert has the best playoff schedule for QB. He has the best rest of season nice. schedule. So that's pretty fun. Um... Yeah, DeAndre or Devontae Adams is good. I'm glad you brought He's him really up. Good. I forgot he was on my team. Maybe he'll give me a victory. All right, let's jump to our last matchup. The projected stinker game of the week. Most likely we have South Dakota standouts going against balls to the walls. Right now, Jeremiah is only projected 78 points. Let's do some investigation. Oh, he has an empty tight end spot. Everyone else is in his lineup, though. It's ugly. It's ugly right now. Yeah, especially when you're relying on James White against Baltimore. Ugh. Yeah, I would not want to be doing that. Jeremiah's kind of in must-win situation as well. He has a game up. Uh, he's 4-5. and five, So he's more alive than myself and the Cheetah Girls, but his roster is not. And I think that we're all in agreement there. Is that true, Eli? You agree? Um, who then do we want to spend some time talking about uh, in this match? I'm talking the week I have in this one, and that's sure. uh, J.D. McKissick. I'm putting him in over James White, and that is not even close. To, or no, 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 sorry, not James White. AP. Uh, it may as well be James White, though. I don't think either of those players are actually going to score over five points. And so J.D. McKissick is an easy play, easy flex of the week play for me yeah, over them. I agree with that. If Mark Ingram is healthy and playing, would you play both of the running backs on Jeremiah's bench being Mark Ingram and J.D. McKissick over Adrian Peterson and James White? If he's healthy and playing, I think the answer is yes to No, it is. I would say yes to that. All right. I don't opinion. know. I don't think I'm putting in Mark Ingram. I, I personally wouldn't want to play Mark Ingram, but it's not Wait, like he has a lot of other options. So you would play Peterson or White over Ingram? Which Probably. One? Who would you play? James White. You get that touchdown possibility there. All right. Yeah. I do not believe in Mark Ingram. Even personally, when he was healthy, they were still giving Gus Edwards a good amount of carries. Mm-hmm. And now that Gus Edwards has had his time, Gus Edwards has shown that he, he is – as as consistent of a runner as Ingram, yeah, if not more. Personally, I think I would just put Todd Gurley up in there with McKissick and just <laughs> hope <laughs> for the best on the bye week. Boys. Yeah, he'll get an even zero. At least he won't score negative. Um, on Elisha's roster, obviously Elisha's three and six. We talked about how playoffs are unlikely. However, there still are some kind of exciting players on Elisha's roster, one of them being James Conner. I'm curious to see the way that James Conner ends the season and how that will affect what we think of him going into next season. I don't know if he'll still be with the Steelers for another year. So I'm keeping a close eye on James Conner. What do you guys think the projection for James Conner is for the rest of his career? Do you think that he'll still have a two or three more like really good producing fantasy years? Or do you think that James Conner's kind of you know, on his way out the door? I feel guilty because the man plays well. But I've just never been a really strong, solid believer. I just think 
yeah, he's good. Kind of like Ryan Grant for the Packers back in the day. That, like, I'd be like, he was good, but, like, not anything flashy or amazing where you're just going to yeah. see crazy good plays. Just good. Yeah. And that's kind of think where he'll stick around for a couple of years. Yeah, I, 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 think really that, I think that here on out I'm playing him as an RB1. Um, but, like, I, I can't be horribly disappointed when he scores 10 points in, in a game. But it seems to be either that he, he does really well or just kind of nothing. Yeah. Um, there, there's not really that. He's boomer busty. The road, so. We haven't talked about that a lot this year. About busty players? Yeah, busty players. Never really brought that up much. That's true. Um, another exciting player in this matchup would be Mike Evans. I'm very interested. There are there's like this growing murmur in certain fantasy communities that like Mike Evans is actually really good. Just throwing the ball, Tom Brady. Like like this is a Tom Brady Which is problem. What they did last week, and it was ugly. That might be true, but I'm also remembering last year, like with James Winston. James Winston was bad, right? Like no doubt. However. Mike Evans, when he was just hyper-targeted like this Alpha 1, it proved that Mike Evans could still put up some incredible plays on people and be a big difference maker. So I'm I'm curious. I thought Bruce Arians was a, a better coach than what he's proving to be in terms of actually being able to milk all of the best out of all of his receivers. Maybe they'll get on track. What are you expecting, Matthew? You look very disgruntled. Well... As much as it pains me to say it, it was Tom Brady's fault, not Evans. Like, this, that last game was horrible. Brady played just horrible. So to say, like, oh, yeah, look, Evans couldn't do it if they, you know, when they try to get to him, he, he just can't cut out. It's like, no, Brady was horrible in that game. And so I would not blame Evans. Evans' first chunk of the season was, was good, was really good. His first, I don't know, five, six games was, was good. I think you're yeah. misremembering, but... Um, I, I think I, I misremember this. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Oh no, I, I will. Like right now, I'm gonna because I was gonna read him off. Um, he it certainly wasn't bad to say like Mike Evans had a bad start of the year, but what Mike Evans did like was foreshadowing of what has happened the last four weeks, which is him falling off drastically from that. Right. I'm stop play. Twenty three four fourteen two twenty five two fifteen ten. That's pretty darn good. Okay, so as we break down some of these numbers, these 25s and these 24s and these 14s and these 15s, the difficult thing about Mike Evans has been that since like week one, he's been catching very short touchdown passes. Week one, he caught a one-yard touch or a two-yard touchdown pass. In week three, he caught two one-yard touchdown passes. But you're talking about so, usage versus, versus scores. And I'm saying... If you're looking at someone saying they're going to find the end zone, you know, the, the age old, the, the touchdowns matter or not matter. If I'm assuming that Mike Evans is going to score in a game, probably even twice, then these numbers, I'm not going, yeah, but that's dumb because he's only passed to a couple times. I'm like, yeah, the passed to one mattered in the end zone. Okay, so Matthew is very high on Mike Evans. No, that is not what I said. Well, I this said is how it's sounding. You were discounting it... the beginning of the season is that he was doing well. And I said right, he so, was doing well. Right, and what I'm explaining is that the reason why I'm discounting the beginning of the season is that he wasn't playing well. Like, overall, as a player, like he was not doing well on the field, but they also weren't using him the same way that they had in previous seasons. Like, in the three games early in the season that that Chris Godwin sat out, which would be week two, four, and five, that's when they actually used him like they did last season with Jameis, where they just peppered him with targets. They gave him 10, 8, and 9. 
all of the rest of the games this entire season, they just have not thrown the ball to him, which is why I highlighted him at the beginning of this whole conversation about why saying like Mike Evans is someone that I think is going to be really exciting to watch for the rest of the year, because if they actually decide to start using him the way that they always had, I think that Mike Evans has a big possibility of putting up some of these big, long touchdown catches. However, based on what's happened so far this season, I think it's unlikely to say that because they just haven't used him in that way. And it's kind of been head-scratching. I think it, the, the problem is not, not so radically different than Pittsburgh, that you have all these weapons. And so what makes you say, I'm going to use Evans over Godwin or even over Gronkowski? Like, what makes you say, this is my man? And because these other guys are good, solid options for the passing game. And so I'm, I guess I'm less inclined to think Mike Evans sucks as, as much as, like, he's a good receiver, maybe even great receiver amongst other good and great receivers. And so, yep, I agree with you. If they decide to commit to Evans, he's going to have a great rest of the season because he doesn't suck. So, so they're like, this is it. We're going to pepper him. I don't see a way that there's – I don't why see they use what God way – like I don't see what way they commit to Mike Evans like that rest of the season, though. Right, so I'm saying, why wouldn't they use Godwin that way? Like, it just makes sense to me that they'd be like, here, let's use Godwin. Okay, so Mike Evans, one of those players, exciting to watch. We'll see how it pans out if he is exciting because he's incredibly disappointing or if he's exciting because he bounces back. He's another player similar to Connor where the rest of this season, it might not matter. Those two players might not matter a lot because they're on teams that they're on a team that is most likely not going to make the playoffs. However, it's still fun to watch them for our knowledge for next year and Wait, to see, to see. Like, which players are on teams that are not going to make the playoffs. The two players that we just talked about on Chad's or on Elisha's roster, James Conner, Mike Evans, both of them aren't really relevant oh. for us because Elisha's is not going to make the playoffs. Players. I think yeah. you're saying Mike Evans is not likely to make the playoffs. I was thinking I disagree with that assessment. Yeah, if you say if you say Mike Evans and James Conner aren't going to make the playoffs, right? I don't know how I was supposed to interpret that as as Elisha was not making the playoffs. That's all. That one I followed John Kyle. You're not insane. Okay, so simpling, simplifying it, because James Conner and Mike Evans are on Elisha's team, and Elisha's team probably won't make the playoffs. Like. Though how well James Conner and Mike Evans do doesn't really affect the rest of our fantasy football season. Right. However, those players are fun to watch because those are the kind of players that will probably be a value in our draft next year. Because every like if Mike Evans blows up and they actually use him and Bruce Arians comes out and is like, wow, we should have thrown to Mike Evans more. People aren't going to notice it as much because he's not on one of these playoff rosters like so he's could be a value next year if he does blow up so keep your eye on him um one more player i want to talk about in this matchup at least one more is brandon Ayuk. he is my second flex of the week i'm choosing him over Devonte parker i think that brandon Ayuk is gonna have a great week against new orleans uh that's how i feel about it so we'll see if that is true or not um raheem mostert should be coming off ir soon but like i said kind of irrelevant for this situation anyone else in this matchup that you guys want to bring up uh alan lazard might also be coming off of ir this week um I do you think, think that matters more for the team or for fantasy more for the team okay i think i think that lazard will be fantasy relevant um probably not immediately but um he, he could make a 
uh, an appearance in some in some leagues playoffs. All right. I, I kind of hope that he becomes relevant, but I think more so, like you said, it means more for the team. It's probably just going to hurt the value of players rather than actually create a usable asset for anyone else. So I was looking at, so I'm trying to get a jersey for my brother for Christmas off pristine auction, and I saw a Devin Funchess Packer jersey. And it was <laughs> like, it's like a $20 Devin Funchess signed Packer jersey. And I was like, huh, maybe. That reminds me of when I bought a Chris Boswell kicker jersey for the Steelers. Like, two years ago, he had his worst season of his career. He missed so many kicks. And I was like, oh, $17? I'll buy nice. this jersey. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he'll bounce back. No, he's still their kicker, so. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be a legendary kicker. Pristine Auction is not a sponsor yet, but maybe someday they will be a sponsor of us. So if you need to buy any jerseys for your friends, there you go. Free yeah. sponsorship. Boom. There you go. Maybe we'll get paid. Monetize us. I'll talk to Anchor. Talk to Anchor. Hook that up. All right, guys, that gets us through all of our matchups. Like I said, lots of fun stuff going on here. Is there anything that we missed that we need to highlight? Do you guys want to? Yes. We need to talk about my other flex of the week. Ah, Antonio Brown over Higgins. Free piece of advice to his opponent, Chad Bale. It's true. It's true. You're going up against me, Chad, and that's that's what I would do. That's what I'm picking. Do you want to talk about it at all? No. Okay. I think personally that Antonio... <laughs> That's what I think, that Antonio Brown oh, okay. is better than Higgins. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting to say that. Like, it's, an, it's, an, it's a bold call, I guess is what I'm sure. saying, just because of the way that, they've, um, that the Bengals have used Higgins. He's been on the field for 80% of their snaps almost every game. Uh, he's getting right around seven, eight, nine targets a game. So I will, will be interested, and I hope Antonio Brown does perform better. My logic better, was simply that... Brown got his kind of welcome back game, get, gets his feet a little wet. They picked him up for a reason. Brady's really big on him. That I could picture him saying, like, all right, let's do it. It's time to dance. Yeah. All right. I hope so. It would be really fun to watch Antonio Brown just go crazy all over Carolina. We'll see if that happens. We'll He's see a lot. a couple other places, too. What? Like, go, go crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah, he goes crazy <laughs> everywhere the he goes. Steelers, to the Steelers, with the Raiders. He's a sad, Patriots. sad, small little man. I hope he's happy now, though, now that he's back playing football. He seemed to have his head on straight in an interview that I saw. I really want to watch an interview of him. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. People were asking him about everything. He talked about anger, anger management, talking about being... Oh, really? Yeah. He, he, he seemed not to be Antonio Brown from Progress. two years ago. That's cool. Well, I'm happy to see it, then. That, that makes my day a little brighter. All right, guys. I think that wraps up this episode of The Commissioner's Report. Oh, we might be having an emergency why coup because maybe eli picked me an injured kicker kind of shady but if he, he does in fact have to his sit groin at practice i don't know what he was doing if if hopkins dustin hopkins has to sit we'll be doing an emergency why coup so stay tuned i'll post for it that. as a voice it. memo in the chat yes and that's how we will know so if you're our listener from ireland i'm sorry you won't be able to hear it you can message me directly to are you going to give your YouTube. Twitter handle or something so you can... Yeah, ES Midtoon. ES Midtoon. M-I-D-T-H-U-N. I don't have any tweets on Twitter, but... You don't tweet? I don't. I, I go on Twitter pretty often. I, think I feel like Twitter you're a man really who has a lot to say. You probably have a fake Twitter to get all your thoughts out. That's a good idea. I've just never started tweeting because I figure, like, I, I missed the boat so long ago. And so I'm like, I can't just start tweeting now. Sorry. Matthew, Sorry. that was horribly inappropriate. Matthew is, as normal, toward the end of the podcast, 
She doesn't care. Distracted, I would assume. But that's okay. Eli was looking at memes through most of this podcast. No, I was. There was one meme that I turned, and it's so it's two Lego people talking to each other, and it's a guy going to a Lego doctor, and he says, "My stomach hurts," and it says, "The doctor is a 19th century doctor." The doctor says, "It's probably ghosts," and then close-ups of their faces. Just close-ups of their faces, and he's the doctor says. Anyway, here's your prescription, and it just says cocaine. On <laughs> a sheet of paper. That's high, it is a high-quality meme. Oh, Send it to the good. group chat. Send it to the chat. It's worth it. Oh, except put a white box over it and say just Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> that would be funny. Okay. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking it out, guys. Follow us everywhere. Um, if you have any trash talk, send it to us. Um, if you want to be on an episode before the season's over, also reach out. Maybe we can get you on a phone interview or, or have you come visit to be on an episode like Cameron was. Um, Cameron, any closing thoughts for the show? All right, he's still asleep. Good talk. Anyone, any closing thoughts? Matthew, what are you watching? I was trying Share to with the, us. The Power Rangers the, theme song. Oh, so that's what you were looking at. Okay. Ready, Muffin Power Rangers. <laughs> That's Do, all, that's should we all. wait? Let's keep recording until no, we find no, it. No, no, it's good. All right. I guess we're not going to wait and find it. Next time. Next time we'll have that queued yeah. up and we can get we'll those sound effects in there. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your week. Follow us on the knot. <laughs>